Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and today I'm joined by a good friend of the show, Jason. Jason, how you doing? Doing well, hanging in there. <laughs> That's about all we could do nowadays. Right. So, Jason and I figured, uh, you know, pretty much like a lot of past episodes that I've done here, and you know, you've heard on other podcasts, uh, with everybody kind of being quarantined, you know, people are catching up on TV and, and whatnot, and we kind of decided, let's just kind of talk about a lot of the shows or some of the shows that we watched growing up, TV shows and cartoons as well, because I don't know if you guys have it out. Like we have here me TV, which shows a lot of classic TV. Do you have that right. channel or something similar out by you? I know we have like, uh, which you and I used before Tubi, and that has a lot of classic TV oh, shows yeah. on it. And I, I've heard of me TV also, but, and I can get it on the antenna on our house. Mm-hmm. But not on like through cable or anything. Yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah, it's good. It's really got a, a very, very nice mix of, you know, stuff from pretty much almost like since the dawn of television, really, right. <laughs> like from the 50s all the way through to like, it seems like the 80s and 90s. So, all righty. I mean, I guess, you know, we'll just start kind of going around, going around the horn. It's two of us. Um, right. Excuse me. And, and, and I know you and I did not talk about which ones we picked. So this is a blind podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And, and said, let's go, let's do it. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I will, I'll do stuff like, Oh, I'll, I'll pick a backup because, you know, you might say a show or two or I didn't do that. I stuck to the rule. The rules are, I pick three live action, three cartoons, right? Let's go. So if you happen to I pick did. all, th- all six of mine, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a feeling well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't think we did. It would be astonishing if we did. <laughs> it would, I think it would be astonishing if we did, but I think, I definitely think what will happen is, is you might mention a show and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I love that show growing up. Right. You know, I didn't put it on my list because I can only pick three. But uh, I mean, I, I really think the shows that we discuss, uh, We've even if we didn't put it on our respective lists, we definitely know them, I think. Or right. Oh, yeah, you, you will have. So, Jason, I'll let you get started. And you could TV, show, cartoon, whatever you want to start with. Just let's get the All ball right. rolling. So first pick, go for it. All right, I'm going to go with live action. One of the, my favorite live action shows growing up, even though it's not, it, it was hugely popular. Uh, everybody, everybody in the civilized world will probably know who this person is and this show, if not just the person, but the show also. Mm-hmm. The show is Knight Rider. <laughs> that was one I was going to put on my list. <laughs> I I absolutely loved Knight Rider. I loved the, not not just for the car for for mm-hmm. it, but right. but David Hasselhoff. It, everybody makes fun. He even makes fun of his own acting now. Mm-hmm. But back then, that show, even though it was as campy as it was, it still had a great like drama, action, mm-hmm. I mean, fight scenes. And it was just the premise of, like, they got this guy that 
they they changed his face in reconstructive surgery i think after a, a car accident and and they used his a new face on him so he was like an undercover agent and mm-hmm. fighting crime and it, it 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 was so interesting to me and the car who did not want kit as a car as a kid i mean <laughs> a talking car that was bulletproof that could jump out of a grave in one episode i mean he was yes. buried alive he jumped out with a turbo boost yes <laughs> my favorite ep- my favorite episode of that show mm-hmm. was he went up against M- michael knight and kit went up against a giant 18 wheeler named goliath <laughs> goliath yeah i was i was thinking like like when we when you as soon as you said night rider that's the first thing wasn't that like his estranged brother or half brother yes. or something yes. okay okay and and i'll be honest with you my spin on these shows not on the shows itself but how about how long i approach this podcast because i didn't go back and research i'm going from my memory of mm-hmm. when these shows were on i didn't go i didn't go to imdb i didn't go to the internet i wrote all my shows down and then what i remembered about them and what i loved about them so i'm going from my kid memory so <laughs> I, it's it's funny you say that because I, again, I mean, pretty much when we discuss this, it was just like, let's talk about TV that we enjoyed as kids, and we pretty much just said three live action, three cartoon. That's I did the same exact thing. I awesome. made a list, three three, and I'm like, I'm not going to research this. <laughs> I want to talk. I want to I want to talk about it as like a fan or as like you know remembering it as a kid. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> uh, and I definitely, I mean, I definitely get the appeal of Knight Rider because. I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, where Star Lord, like, kind of revealed that uh, because he never knew who his dad was and this and that, he would kind of pass off uh, David Hasselhoff as his dad. <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of like, you know what? I I get it. Like, if I if back then, if I was a kid and I didn't know my father, I didn't have a, like I might do something like that and be like, yeah, David Hasselhoff's my dad because he's just so cool. <laughs> Him or Lee Majors. <laughs> yes, yes, and it's and, well, it's funny that you say that because one of the shows on my list. Oh, go go for it! Six million dollar man. See, that was going to be one of mine. <laughs> See, I, I knew it. I, I knew this. I, and we said that. We said that. Like as soon as we got on the call, we said that. We said, uh, you know, we might not have the same shows on our list, but we'll definitely know them. Oh, so man. six million, six million dollar man. I remember this as a, it's like. I remember it. It's probably one of my earliest like TV memories. Um, I love this show because I just thought it was just the coolest thing. It's like, okay, he's this super cool like astronaut slash test pilot. Uh, he's in a horrific accident and they rebuild him. I mean, I still remember the intro. It's like it's like Steve Austin, a man barely alive. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. And I'm like, oh yeah, you can. <laughs> That was one of the best intros for TV shows I think I've ever seen in the top, probably top 10 or maybe top 15. Oh, absolutely. Like, especially with that music, like, I mean, I I remember it. And I had a cousin who was like the North Jersey president of the $6 million man fan club. (laughs) And I remember like she, we were at like a, we were at like a family thing and she told me, she said, Oh, I heard you like the six million dollar man. And I'm like, I, I and I'm again, I'm like six years old. Right. I'm like, I do. So oh, I'm the president of the fan club. And I begged, <laughs> I begged my parents, please, please let me join. And I joined and I, I remember I got 
two autographed with like the air quotes there because it was like stamped on yeah. autographed pictures from uh, Colonel Steve, not Lee Majors, Colonel right. Steve Austin. That's uh, awesome. And it had like a huge button that said like that I'm a member of the Six Million Dollar Man fan club. <laughs> um, one of my and I don't know, I don't know if like like how when you brought up Knight Rider, I immediately thought of Goliath. I thought of an episode of of Bionic Man. So go go right ahead and see if it's the one I'm thinking of. Bigfoot. <laughs> Yes! Oh my yes. gosh! Okay, so, <laughs> story about that. So I got a, I got a story about that. So, back then, <laughs> because some people might not get this. So, you know, Jason, you, you definitely identify with this. Back then, the show was on when it was on. There was no on-demand. There was no... You couldn't even tape it back then. Right. If you missed it, you had to wait for summer reruns. Yes. So that... They're, you know, they they have the commercials, you know, the $6 million man's going to fight Bigfoot. He's going to meet Bigfoot. And I'm like, this is so cool. This is so cool. I think the show's, I think the show came on Sunday nights. And so Sunday, of course, being six years old, I'm acting like a little punk. And my mom had like, she's like, she's like, I've had it up to here with you. She's like, you do one more thing. You're not watching $6 million man tonight. And I don't know what I did, what I said. I did something. And she's like, that's it. No TV. It oh. was like, it was like, it was like my heart was ripped out. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah. yeah. For a, for a kid, even now for to, today's time, when we tell my son, yeah, you're up, we're done. You're done. T- TV off. No more TV the rest of the day. He'll break down and just start bawling. It's like, he's devastated. Cause he went, and it's not even a show that he can't watch later. It's that devastating. So I, I, I know the exact feeling of never having a, having to wait for reruns. I know that. Oh, yeah. Because then it's like I, I missed the episode Monday morning at school. Everybody's talking about it. I can't talk mm-hmm. about it. I had to wait to the summer, which to a little kid was like, "Oh my god, that's like a hundred years from now." <laughs> Finally saw it, but it was incredible. It was an incredible yes. episode. Six million dollar man versus Bigfoot. That, that is the exact episode I was going to bring up with you too. <laughs> <laughs> I had the I had the action figure. Um, yep. With the bionic arm, like you pushed a little button on his back and his arm would like ratchet up. Yep. Um, yeah, it was just. My, my, it, my older brother had yeah. had the, uh, the six million dollar man action figure, but his, his like you could take the faces off. Yes. And, and yes. he had he had he had the, the his uh, I don't know the captain or the general or whatever whoever I can't remember the name of the guy his his the guy that was in charge. Oscar. But he had his the yeah Oscar he had his face. So you could take it off. It was like an evil rope. Like when he went, uh, Lee Majors or $6 million man, <laughs> See, he <laughs> fought the, like an evil robot that had the face come off and everything. And it was, that, yes. that's the version that we had and he had, and you could take the faces off and see like the electronics behind it and everything. And it was just, this is amazing. This is the best action figure ever. <laughs> it was, it was really, really cool. It had the bionic eye, which was just basically a viewfinder. Like you just yep. look through it. It didn't magnify anything. It didn't even have no. the little crosshairs that he had in his eye. Um, <laughs> and you know what? Like even even today, like watching clips or watching it on TV, when he activates his bionics, which basically means everything goes in slow motion, and when he lifts something, it makes that like you know the no 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 sound. I still, I mean, it's cheesy. It's really bad, but I, I just I love it. I love it. Now, were you a fan of The Office? Oh yeah, absolutely. When when Michael Scott did the the six million dollar man slow motion sound and movement, 
for uh, Pam in the one episode. And he's going, and she's just looking at him. He goes, six million dollar man. She's like, okay. Well, that was also, I remember watching, um, yeah, speaking of Steve Carell, watching uh, the 40 year old version, version where he has all these action figures in his house and yep. like all this memorabilia. And it's like he's going to have a date. So his friends are there and they're like, you know, this is like a nerd palace. Like, you got to clean this up. And he's like, it's not that bad. And he points to an action figure. And before the lines are even said, I'm like, oh, my God, that's the Oscar Goldman. And he goes, isn't that the $6 million man's boss? And Steve Crow's right. like, it's Oscar Goldman. It's in mint condition. It's worth a lot of money. <laughs> and I knew it. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm such a You're nerd. like, I am him. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Just about. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. All right. All right. What's next? What, what do you, what do you got? The cartoons. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna skip. We're, I, I thought we could yeah, just... go for it. GI uh, Joe. We <laughs> talked about it before. First episode. Yeah. Uh, amazing cartoon. Amazing art. Amazing storyline. It ran for a while. It was, I mean, classic. I mean, action figures. It spawned a couple movies. Mm-hmm. It's, it's. It, they're coming out with a new movie. I think called Snake Eyes or whatever it's going to be called. Yeah. But it, as a kid, as a, it was one of the best cartoons ever made with the just the fighting and the theme song and the, the characters it even today like we, i know we talked about it before in the last podcast there were one of the other podcasts when we watched the first episode mm-hmm. the the theme is iconic the show is iconic the characters are iconic it's just down one of the the top and it, it, it's definitely in the top 10 cartoons of all time if not the top five at least for me Oh, no, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think, and I, you know, when we discussed it and we even compared it to other cartoons that we had watched, I mean, big upgrade in animation, big upgrade in the intro, the opening, and even the stories. I mean, for, you know, for some of the silliness of they're firing a million laser bolts and nobody's getting hurt or killed or anything, they actually had some good, I remember there was one, and it was like, uh, it, was, it was an episode I really enjoyed. I think it was, uh, one of the Joes, I think it, it, it was Dial Tone, who was the communications expert, right. screwed something up. He messed something up. So the Joes were like, yeah, you're dishonorably discharged or whatever. Then he gets recruited by like this woman comes and she's like, I work for, you know, some communications company. And they were basically using him to like resurrect some like Cobra spirit or something. And it turned out it was one of Zartan's operatives and Duke knew that they were going to recruit him. So he, he fired him because he knew if they set it up, like, okay, we're going to pretend to like discharge you. Like they would see right through it. And it was good because the woman that recruited him was like Zartan's sister, who I can't remember the name of, but they ended up falling in love. And I was like, this is a kid's cartoon. It was actually like a pretty good episode. (laughs) See, that's deep deep for a kid's cartoon too. For all those intricate things like that. It just, yeah, I don't know if that was on your list or not, but you go right ahead with one that's from your list. <laughs> I mean, it was I, I, I it was definitely one that I thought about. Uh, yeah. I didn't put it on the list. It was too uh, obvious, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, not so much that. I was kind of like, ah, we, we we talked about it, but no, it's it's definitely a great pick. Um, let me see. Should I do a TV? Oh, you did a cartoon. I'll do a cartoon. So a cartoon and. This was something that it's it's this was like uh, if you've listened to old episodes, 
Jason and I do like Saturday morning rewatch and we watch, you know, the <laughs> originally it was like, we'll just watch an episode of a cartoon. Then we just turned it into, well, we'll watch the premiere of the cartoon. Right. And this was one I wanted to do, but I can't find it anywhere. And it was Thundar the Barbarian. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Anna Barbera. Anna Barbera. So this, this definitely, it had to come out around the time that, that the Conan movie came out, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Conan movie came out. And also, too, Star Wars had already been out because you pretty much took Conan and pretty much gave him almost like a lightsaber. And that was Thundar the Barbarian. <laughs> um, I remember watching yeah. that. My brother and I love that. I mean, I, I know, and it, like you said before, and I said, we didn't research this. So I, I don't remember any of their other names except for Thundar. And I know he drove, rode like some weird horse creature. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he had like a couple companions with him, like a it looked like a Bigfoot, and it was a, a a girl that looked like Red Sonya. That's about as much as I remember. Pretty much, and again, kind of going off that mixing Conan and Star Wars, it was like the one sidekick who was probably like Oogluck or something like that, kind of looked like Chewbacca. Yes. And I think the other one, I think they called her the princess or princess something. So she was supposed to be like a princess Leia type. And she could use magic, I remember. And it was pretty much, it was supposed to take place in the future after like some apocalyptic event. Because I remember in in the intro, there would always be a shot of like the moon. And it was like, the moon was like broken apart, like... Yes. It had exploded, but since there's no gravity or anything out there, it's just kind of floating there. It was, it was a pretty cool cartoon for a kid. I mean, yeah. again, I was probably ten years old when that came out. Right. Yeah, I, I remember watching it. it. Like I said, I can't remember like the names, even the storylines. I don't really remember, but I would have to go back and rewatch that some of those just to just to see them. But yeah, that that that's a good pull. I like that one. <laughs> Yeah, and like I said, it was um, it was one that I definitely wanted you and I to talk about on the show. I cannot find like I've gone to Tubi, I've gone to all the streaming services, I've gone to YouTube. I could find like the intro, I could find some clips, but I can never find it. So again, I'm just going off of my memory. But I remember as a, like Saturday mornings, like Thunder the Barbarian. Like I love that show. Right. <laughs> all, right. all right. What do you got? I'm gonna go live action. Cool. Uh, 1983. Mm-hmm. This show only ran for, I think, one, maybe two seasons. It made a huge impact on me because I just loved it. Okay. It was, uh, Auto Man. Oh, that is, that's not ringing a bell, but maybe when you talk about it, I'm going to remember it. All right. It's a, uh, uh, police computer genius. He's a police mm-hmm. officer that runs the police, uh, works with the police department. He creates his alternate personality on a computer and brings it to life. So this this being comes out of the computer. He makes a giant contraption, and he comes out of the computer, and he's all lit up and looks like Tron. And he even has a, a sidekick named Cursor that would fly around, and they the Cursor could actually make like a helicopter in the air, and people could ride in it, and then it would like erase it, just like a program. Oh but my god, that sounds so familiar. And he had he would make his own car and he would shoot around town like it looked exactly like Tron. He was blue and mm-hmm. it would shoot around town and the car looked like a DeLorean without the uh, time machine, or the, the burst, uh, the, the burners <laughs> on the back. <laughs> the, right, right. It looked like a DeLorean almost. But it, and they fought crime and, and Cursor could, could control like the stoplights to stop criminals or cause car accidents to block people. And it was just really 
interesting on how advanced they brought artificial intelligence at that time for that time for that show compared to like what they do now is i mean what they do now is amazing but for back then they even they even thinking of this stuff was awesome because there was no uh internet there was nothing like that it was dot matrix and it was uh was it um dos so you had to write c colon backslash backslash and your program so this guy created this alter ego and he was of course much more handsome much more outgoing and <laughs> he was like mr suave and everything <laughs> but he was always lit up like blue so nobody i mean you, you knew who he was and he could disappear and go back into the machine and everything like that but it was just a crime fighting it was just crime fighting it was it was pretty good i loved it i i kind of i think i remember seeing a show like that yeah it, it seems really familiar um I don't, it's like when you when you said the name auto you said it was Auto Man. Yep, A A U T O like Auto Man. Yep, A U T O M. Yeah, like the name didn't ring a bell, but once you started describing it, I was like, I think you know maybe not so much watching it, but just seeing the promos for it or, or, or something. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean again like that. I mean that's why I feel like like in the eighties, especially the action shows would kind of do st- like they would kind of get a little. I don't want to say risky, but they did kind of push it, like with trying to use special effects. Like computer yeah, special effects were were new, and they were using it. There was there was a show on around the exact same time as that that I was going to put on my list, mm-hmm. but I I put it as, as a fourth choice. <laughs> and I'm just, just going to mention case. it real quick because yeah, just in case the uh, you, just because you said about the special effects where they really pushed the limit on it. There was mm-hmm. a show on the same time as Auto Man called Manimal. And it was M A N M A L, and he could change into different animals, and just the special yes. effects of him turning into like a panther or mm-hmm. a snake—it just was very cheesily done. But I mean, you, he, they made like the, the his cheeks blow up and his eyes and his. But yeah. that was a show that it was that was, I love that show too. It was just really a neat concept. This guy could change into different animals. It reminded me of the Wonder Twins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was almost kind of like a live action Wonder Twins. Yeah, no, I re- Manimal. I do remember, and I love that show. Um, <clears throat> so another show that I picked, it was only on, and the only reason I know this is because I did look this one part up. It was only on for one season, and because I, I remember the show, and I was like, I don't think it was really on for very long. Um, it was a show called The Master, and yeah. it was it starred like famed character actor Lee Van Cleef, who was like big, like Western and action star in the fifties and sixties. Um, the only other, like the only other reference I can give to anybody is if you watched the original escape from New York, he okay. was like, he was like the warden. He was like the one that got like recruited snake Plissken to like, oh, okay. you know, yep. okay. So he played, he played like, um, he played like an American. I don't know if he was like an American soldier but he basically ended up living in Japan for most of his life, and he studied to become a ninja. And like a rival ninja had kidnapped his daughter, so he comes back to the U.S. And there's like this young, like street punk kid that he kind of like makes his sidekick, and he's teaching him how to be a ninja. And that's what it was. Was like every week, it was like you know this master ninja and his little apprentice like going around looking for the master's daughter but also like helping people kind of like um another show i watched 
you know, way back when, like mostly in reruns was like Kung Fu oh, yeah. where he would get, so the master and his apprentice would kind of wander town to town looking for the daughter, but helping like the local people out. And it was amazing. Cause like Lee Van Cleef was probably like, it's probably like in his seventies. <laughs> so obviously all the action sequences, like and it, if you think about it, it was really smart. They made him a ninja. So he pretty much, you would see him like pull his ninja mask up. Then they would cut to the action and you knew it was a stunt guy. Cause oh, yeah. you know, 70 year old guys doing backflips and stuff, <laughs> but it was like at that time, like the early to mid eighties, like everything was ninjas. And it was like, wow, a weekly ninja TV show. It was just so cool. What was it called again? It was called the master. Master. See, I, that does not ring a bell at all with me. Probably because it was on one season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, nope, not no recollection whatsoever of that one. Like one of the things I do remember is um, I don't remember the circumstances of it, but basically they had to like break into this high security vault to steal like a diamond or something. Probably they were going to like trade it with like a criminal or something like that. Right. And it was pretty much. Um, you know, like you see this in a lot of like heist movies where it's like the room with like 8 million lasers in all different directions. And you have to like know the pattern to like flip and slide underneath. And it was I remember it as a kid because <laughs> even as a kid back then I was watching it saying I'm like, wow, this is really cool. So the master goes first. And again, you know, he puts his little ninja get up on. So obviously right. he's a stunt man and he's flipping over these lasers and diving underneath and he gets there and then he turns to his apprentice. who again, is this like young guy in his 20s in street clothes and he's like now just copy what i did and the guy does it and i was kind of like nah i don't think so yeah. <laughs> but it was still pretty cool to see <laughs> nice I'll, I'll have to look that one up I, if i can yeah, find the master yeah all right let's all right, go with you... uh i'm gonna go with a cartoon this time all righty uh it's gonna be an obvious one okay uh, tra- transformers oh God, yeah <laughs> <laughs> As iconic as G.I. Joe was, Transformers was just as iconic. And Absolutely. the voices, I mean, if I if if any kid that grew up in the 80s were to hear anybody do the voice for any of the Transformers, they would know instantly that's Optimus Prime, that's mm-hmm. Starscream, that's that's Bumblebee, that's you would know the voices, except for especially Optimus Prime. I mean, yes. <clears throat> the the, even the stories on that, that one as well, the stories were good. The art was amazing. The the sound effects, I think, were probably the best part of that because it was just so well done, so synced with what they were doing. And I, they tried to redo it a few times uh, with different, like, I guess, with computer animation now. And mm-hmm. it just didn't hold up. And I'll still go back and watch the old ones. Because they they're just so they they would if they would put those out today I'd watch every episode if I never saw it and they came on I would watch every episode but I would pass up the digital ones the 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 CGI ones now yeah and you know watching the films like the live action films that they made that Michael Bay made yeah that's I was really psyched for it and I remember watching especially like the first first couple ones that they did. Right. And when the Autobots and Decepticons would start to fight in those films, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. It's like hunks of metal just flying around yep. the screen. Uh, who who was your favorite? Who's your favorite Transformer? Favorite Transformer? I, mm-hmm. Oh man! Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let me let me say. Uh, I'll go mm-hmm. with. 
of course, Optimus Prime as for the Autobots. Okay. Uh, I love Soundwave yes. for the Decepticons. <laughs> yes. And Grimlock, I loved him, even though he's an Autobot, loved him as just the dinosaur portion. I mean, they had Insecticons also. Didn't really mm-hmm. care for them. <laughs> they came later. But yeah, th- th- I think those three right there were some of the classic ones that you people would be able to recognize right off the bat. Yeah, Soundwave was, I always thought Soundwave was really, really cool. Uh, especially, we had Rab- Rumble, Ravage, Rumble, and uh, one other one, and I can't remember. Ran- was it Rampage? Maybe. No, Ravage, Ravage, Rumble, and there was one other tape that would come out of him, and I can't remember what it was. And that, and that's what was so cool is because when he transformed, he was like a boombox, like a giant boombox. And when he was a Decepticon, he would like hit a button on his chest and the tape deck would open and yes. the tape would fly out and transform into like one was like one was like a, a pterodactyl. Yep, that was that was a uh, uh, oh mm-hmm. man, and I even have it. I still have it, too, because I have Ravage, which was a dog is like a Doberman, like a Doberman Pinscher or a Great Dane type of dog. Rumble was a guy, like a little guy that had like he could cause earthquakes with his with his arms. He would like shake the ground. There was a yes. a pterodactyl, and then there was one other tape, like another man, another guy one, and I can't remember the name of that one. Either. I can't remember. Oh my god, yeah. yeah, that was just. Did you um when they had that first that first animated film in the theaters? Did you see that? Oh yeah, I was there. I, I was I, I watched that and. I kind of begrudgingly watched it, even though I loved it, because my brother mm-hmm. got to go see Nightmare on Elm Street that night, and I wanted okay. to see that with him, and I wasn't allowed. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I saw it. And I loved yeah, it. I well, saw it in the movie theater. Well, that was crazy because that was like for me, like the that Transformers movie was the first time I can remember. I was like, wait a minute, they're killing off. Like this is this is like this doesn't happen. Like this never happened on the show. <laughs> no, they, they oh, didn't kill crazy. off anybody. But yeah, in the movie, they're like uh, killing them off, and you're, they're getting ripped apart with the the Sharktacons, and, yeah. and it was just that music in the Sharktacons that scene. That was, was just crazy. Amazing. Yeah, it was just yeah. I love that show. <laughs> that was just amazing. Uh, I, I oh, have the great show. VHS, so, but I can't watch it mm-hmm. now. I'm like hooked up, but I still have it on VHS. That was a hard movie to find too on VHS. But anyway. Oh, all right. Imagine, yeah. Alrighty. My cartoon was, and I was a never, I was never, and still to this day, I'm not a big fan of this character, like in the comics and things. But Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Oh yes. Oh, I've. I, I, I back that he was. And Firestar, who again, I didn't really know. Well, I know Firestar. I think they made up just for the show. Iceman right. was from the, of course, from the X Men, but I really didn't know that much about him. And I wasn't a big Spider Man fan, but it was something about that. Loved, I love them like teaming up. Um, I love that, like, Aunt May's house, or maybe it was Peter's room. Uh, he would like pull a trophy and like. The walls would flip around, and they had, they'd have all these computer. Like it was like their their bat cave, basically. Yes. And Aunt May never knew. <laughs> no, no, she never caught on. <laughs> never. And now the other you- thing, I, well, I was gonna say the other thing I remember too is it was nar- narrated by Stan Lee. Yes. And he would always like start it off. He's like, "Oh, hey, they're true believers. You'll never guess what Spider Man's up to today." And blah blah blah. And I was like, "That is so cool." <laughs> yeah. 
I, I loved each one of those characters watching that show. Firestar was awesome. Iceman, he had that cocky attitude of a jock. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was really good. And I, I loved how he would just make his ice slides and just, just glide around the city. And just and not, a lot, not a lot of that in the comics, which it lo- almost looks like two different characters to me, which I enjoy. <laughs> yes. Because it was the yeah. version, and then there was the serious X-Men version. And then Spider-Man yeah. was pretty much the same. It was Peter Parker. So, but the yeah. criminals, all the all the bad guys. It was that was a really good cartoon. And I actually have the first issue yeah. of that. So the number one of uh, Spider-Man's oh, cool. Amazing Friends. I remember there was an episode where there was some guy, like some guy in the neighborhood that was in love with Aunt May, and Aunt May would never either. She didn't know. Who was or she didn't like him and then he finds like some relic i think that can grant him any way and i think what it was was dr doom was actually trying to find this relic because it would basically grant any wish and right. this guy it's like sheer dumb luck like, finds it and he doesn't realize it uh, like he's uh, I think it's like somebody annoys him and he's like well, why don't you go buzz off and the guy turns into like a human fly or something like that <laughs> then he finally realizes it so he starts to use the powers to like try to like force Aunt May to marry him, and then Doctor shows up, and he's like trying to like get it away from the guy, and then Spider Man and, and his amazing friends show up, and it was like a huge battle with Doctor Doom, because I think that was also one of the first that I had seen Doctor Doom, and I just thought like, oh my god, this guy's an awesome villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. I I don't remember a lot of the episodes of that I just remember. The intro, the intro to that show was one of the best ones. I love mm-hmm. that, and yes. the theme song and just it, the show itself. It, it, since I didn't go back and research and like, think, and it's catching me off guard, I I would have to sit down and think about each of the episodes or what mm-hmm. episode I really enjoyed of it. But yeah, definitely one of the one of the great eighties cartoons, one of the best. Oh uh, yeah, I think we're in the home stretch here. Yep, last two. Uh, you have. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, live action. Mm-hmm. No, you know what? I'm going to go with the cartoon. I'm going to use a live okay. action last. I'm just going to okay. mix Fair it enough. So my cartoon, <laughs> my last cartoon, uh, you, you're gonna, you're, I know you're going to laugh at it. <laughs> it okay. is uh, That's all right. the, the Littles. <laughs> do, have you, do you remember that I rem- show? I remember hearing about it, but I'm going to be honest, I don't know about it. It is about these little mice people. Mm-hmm. They look like regular people. They had, but they had pointy ears. They were tiny, like mice. They had tails, okay. and they were pretty much like they lived in the wall of a house. And they would go on adventures. They would always try to avoid the cat. Oh. They would right. weren't weren't even as tall as a blade of grass. They were just tiny look because the even mice were small. were bigger than them. Oh and wow! It was interesting to watch. But they had all the regular things. They had like the house and everything inside it. Inside of the wall, they had little furniture, and it was just a neat kids mm-hmm. show. And it was it wasn't violent; it was just a cool show for kids. And it was, I liked it. It was it was kind of obscure, but I, I wish they mm-hmm. I could find that for my son. Just I think he would enjoy just seeing it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, as much stuff as he watches now, it might did not have any <laughs> interest at all. But I would. Hope you never know. It. Yeah, it was almost like what? Secret of Him, but with little people. So. Okay. Was it um, 
was it based on anything? Was it based on like a children's book or, or anything like that? If if you know, it might have been, but I, I don't know. I I just remember it as mm-hmm. the cartoon. It was a Saturday morning oh. cartoon. We are the littles. Cool. <laughs> oh wow! You remember the theme song? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all I remember. I'm not going to be singing it, so that's it, that's how it would go. And it was it was, it was really that's neat. Okay. <laughs> right, yeah, please don't cool. sing. <laughs> that's a cool show. <laughs> Next, <laughs> Next. <laughs> okay, all right. So uh, the last cartoon that I chose, this. I mean, I'm kind of surprised you didn't put this on your list. But again, I, I think we watched so many cartoons back then. It's yes. like, yeah. Um, and I know there were different, I mean, the show was on forever. It seemed like it was on for like 10 seasons or 12 seasons. And especially when I started watching it, they they would, every year, they would kind of change things and tweak things around. But I'm just going to kind of put the general name out there. It was like the Super Friends. Like, I loved watching the Super Friends. I loved the intros. And I know... You know, for the first few years, they had one intro, and then they would change it around a bit. And then there was the the season when the se- or a few seasons when they, they went up against the Legion of Doom, and that was like a completely different intro. Yes. It was just so cool. Um, the show, the intro to it, and again, I wasn't really reading comic books at that time, but it was like I I was just superheroes and. And all all the action and everything. I mean, I just thought it was a great cartoon. And I agree. Uh, right when you said it, yeah, Super Friends. That was I, I should have put that on my list. I I watched that. My brother, my brother and I would sit there and watch that. I, I right when you said that, one of the the, the more obscure characters came came to mind was Apache Chief. That mm-hmm. was that were really big. And then, but yes. the Legion of Doom had the giant woman. And I can't remember what she was called. I think yeah. it was Giganta. That was Giganta. Giganta. There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Very obvious. <laughs> that show, like, and I, it was funny. I mentioned the Wonder Twins earlier, and you're mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Wonder Twins are in it. Very, did you? Now, did you like that? Did you like that? Did you? Because I know there's a lot of people that were like, did not like the Wonder Twins. <laughs> I, I did not mind the Wonder Twins. I liked what they brought to the show, I, even though they, they, their powers were limited. Like mm-hmm. they had to be together to transform, and I didn't mind them. It, it, they were kind of comic relief, but and yeah, there was a comp, there was a comic book that came out recently. Well, yes. the last few months, and I wanted to get it, but my my comic my, the comic store that I go to didn't didn't have it, and I'm like ah, and he's even told me he's like I'm not getting that, and nobody's gonna buy it. And I'm like ah, I would have bought it because I liked them as a kid. <laughs> okay. My my daughter got it. She got that. I don't know if it was supposed to be a limited run series or if they. Yeah, it was, and she loved it. She said it was a great series, and I read the first couple of issues, and it was basically it's almost sort of like, and I really I probably should ask her later. It was almost like it was like an alternate Earth kind of thing because it was sort of like it was sort of like the, the justice league kind of rescued them from their planet and brought them here and they were going to train them. And it was basically Zan and Jaina, not in disguise, like pretty much, you know, looking like they looked, you know, going to high school, having high school problems, but there's Zan and Jaina. Um, so like I was reading it going, it was great storytelling. It was kind of goofy. And, 
the version of the Justice League, they were a little goofy because it was almost like they were they were putting up with these two goofball aliens, but like it was perfectly fine. It was good. It was it was pretty good. They also brought back, I don't know if you ever this wasn't a cartoon, but they also brought back Dial H for Hero and they did a limited run of that, which was really, really good too, because I read that one. <laughs> nope, I didn't read that. But I, I, I've read some of them in the originals. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, I never I didn't didn't even knew knew they even came out with another Dial, dial H. Uh, yeah, they did. I th- I don't know if that was kind of like DC's plan. Like, hey, let's bring back these old kind of almost jokey like series. You know, right. the Wonder Twins and Dial H for Hero. Um, but like I said, my daughter read them both and she thought they, I mean, she loved the wonder twins. She said dial H was pretty good too. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I like the wonder twins on the, on, uh, I can admit that I, I'm not afraid to say I like the wonder twins on, on justice league or, uh, super friends. And well, they, they were, I like the other characters also, but they weren't on there all the time. So it was, no, they, they're, they, the way, uh, the way I remember it, especially when they were on it, it was like a half hour of, or I don't know if it was on a half hour or an hour. But basically, there would kind of be like a little adventure. Then Zan and Jaina would have an adventure. It would almost be more like a like a PSA. Like yeah. they would rescue somebody who was like driving drunk, or you know, a kid playing with matches or something. Like, and they right. would kind of be like, you know, now that's why you don't play with matches, kids. <laughs> and then the show would kind of end up with like a bigger, like where most of the heroes were involved, where maybe the opening two stories were like, you know, Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Batman and Robin or something. And and I remember they were always kind of wedged in there. And it was like, yeah, they were kind of helping troubled teens. So uh, I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> I, I think a lot of a lot of kids our age that grew up in our time mm-hmm. knew who that knew with knew that show and watched it. And they liked it. I, I believe if anybody you ask, they, they, they've watched it. Yeah, we should do that. I should put a poll up. <laughs> Did you like the Wonder Twins? <laughs> well, they'll be, that'll be a, probably ninety-two percent no, eight yes. percent yes. <laughs> but Super Friends, they all everybody will say one hundred percent yes. I watched it and loved it. Absolutely, minus the Wonder Twins. <laughs> minus the Wonder Twins. <laughs> uh, do you have? I have. You should one, have one more show, right? You should have one more show on your list. One, one more TV show. Go for it. 1984, even though I wrote down the year as 1884. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a post-it note. 1884. And beside 18... it is the name Airwolf. Oh, how did <laughs> I not put this down? I love the show. <laughs> right. See, that's how I felt when you said $6 million man. Why didn't I put that one down? Didn't even think of it. I didn't, didn't even cross my mind. But now when I – Airwolf. Yes. I, I absolutely love this show. I, I can't, I can't, I know, I know the faces. I can't mm-hmm. remember the names of the characters. I can't remember the name of the actors, except for, was it, I, I'm no, it's not Burgess Meredith, but it was somebody. Was it um, the older man that was the mechanic? And I oh, can't remember the name. I, I remember he, he owned, it was like Santini Air. Yes. So he was like something Santini. Um, but I remember the guy that flew, Airwolf, because he—I just thought, like, wow, this guy has the coolest name ever. He was Stringfellow Hawk. Yes, he, he was the pilot of Airwolf. <laughs> and the, the concept of this show was he—they—they they rescued this state-of-the-art helicopter that was almost mm-hmm. a jet from this corporation company that wanted to use it for 
evil purposes to take mm-hmm. over pretty much the world or the or the United States. They stole it. They're after him, but he's using it to, to travel the world and travel all over to fight crime and to fight terrorism. And it was it was like an unlimited arsenal helicopter with a stealth mode uh, propeller and the best technology money could buy. It was like Knight Rider in the air. I think that's why I liked it. <laughs> yeah, that's actually yeah, it was like that. It was like that. And I remember I don't know if this movie came out before or after it, but there was a uh, movie. Firefox? Oh, you know, Oh no. Uh, blue thunder. Blue thunder. Yes. Yeah. Blue thunder. I think that came out before. Yeah. Airwolf was a lot cooler than blue thunder. <laughs> <laughs> but when you said the movie, I thought of Firefox with, uh, uh, oh, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Yes. 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 <laughs> he was an old, an old pilot taking the, taking the jet. And it was, uh, <laughs> Which I wouldn't mind going back and watching again. That's, I, that was actually a good that movie. movie. Yeah. Anyway, Airwolf. That was from in the eighties, nineteen eighty four. One of the one of the best shows in that time period for me, and just the characters and and the and to be honest with you, like I like I said, I didn't go back and re research. I don't remember any of the plot lines. I just no. remember it was awesome. I just remember seeing him hovering over top of water and shooting missiles and machine guns at other helicopters that were coming at him. Or going after the bad guys. And it was like, and it was, it was Knight Rider in the air. It had the girl, it had the awesome pilot, which mm-hmm. was like a driver. And then it had the mechanic, which the uh, Knight Rider had the, the sponsor, the older man that looked like Alfred. That was, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Michael Knight, which was Michael Knight's, uh, his Alfred. And yeah. Yeah. this was the exact same type of show. It was, but it was, and I think that's what they modeled it after. They modeled them together like that. But, oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool show. Yeah, again, like as soon as you mentioned, it's like, how did I, how did I not put this on my list? I, that was, yeah, that was a cool show. Alrighty, so, excuse me. You have one more. I got one more, uh, and this was a show that I loved watching as a kid, and I mean, I know nowadays, you know, with like some of the imagery from this show people might be like i don't know about that but back then this was to me this was like a really wholesome show it was a lot of fun it's a tukes a hazard i mean i loved this show growing up why didn't i think of that one (laughs) (laughs) and and the thing is too is is you know back then you know the car was the general lee it had the confederate flag on top like to me that meant nothing like i like was like whatever like it was it was just two really cool mind as a kid that it was anything to do with anything except for the general Lee, except for the general Lee. And I was like, Oh yeah. Civil war general Lee, you know, like that's the only way I thought of it, but it was two guys, two cool guys, basically, you know, what, what I loved about it is, is, is like, they kind of stuck it to authority, you know, boss hog and, and uh, Roscoe and all that. Yeah. But it was like, they were corrupt. Like the police were incredibly corrupt. You know, Boss Hog was incredibly corrupt. Oh, yeah. And I was kind of like, because I think it even says in the theme song, it's like, like they were like modern day Robin Hoods, basically. <laughs> and just the jumps and everything. And um, I, also, you know, I think another thing I really liked about the show, of course, was like Daisy, Daisy Duke. I mean, <laughs> oh, that was, I mean, that was obvious. I mean, <laughs> what a great addition to that show. <laughs> Not just but a even, car, but girl. I mean, absolutely. Woman. But I mean, even, she was probably 20 years old at that time. <laughs> probably that younger. Was, but. was it Barbara 
Bach, was that her name, yeah. the actress? Yeah, Barbara Bach, yeah. Um, and she would have the Jeep, so she'd ride around in her Jeep. Um, of course, there was Uncle Jesse, there was uh, Cooter, the the mechanic, and uh, like I said, you know, Boss Hog and, and Roscoe, you know, Roscoe get them Duke boys. <laughs> Roscoe P. Coltrane. <laughs> okay, so a little off topic. Around that time was Smokey and the Bandit. Right. So... Which, which, I don't know, which did you kind of like better? <laughs> you know, I, I, mean, cause, I mean, they were kind of similar. It was, but I, I enjoyed Dukes of Hazard more. Yeah. I, I liked their antics. I loved, I loved the fact that they would ride in a car, mm-hmm. a, a, a muscle car for at that time, and for, even for today's standards, a muscle car. Yeah. I mean, they would shoot flaming arrows with a crossbow or with a compound bow out the window mm-hmm. and a cop car. Or at like gas cans and blow things up. Oh, yeah. I mean, who doesn't like that? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And just and they all they'd always wait wait at the county line for them to see if they would cross the the Howard County the, the Hazard County line. I was it right. Howard County. So we have a Howard County near us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. County. They weren't allowed. I, I never knew why though. Like why they weren't allowed out of Hazard County. I, I think never... because they, they they broke the laws too much. So they, they were they were pretty much on house arrest but for that county mm, yeah i think it was something like that yeah and it was funny too because daisy worked at the boar's nest which was owned by boss hog right and it's like really like you know the dukes are the mortal enemies <laughs> running moonshine which back then i had no idea what they were talking about right. running moonshine i was like oh sure running moonshine yeah whatever <laughs> oh that was yeah that show yeah i watched it i watched it I've probably seen every episode of it. Now, the question is, mm-hmm. did you see the movie that they made? Oh, with Johnny Knoxville and... Yes. Yeah, and, I mean, it was so stupid. Yes. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. I I completely was like, oh, yeah, you just ruined it. You didn't ruin the franchise for me, but you ruined the name Duke Boys. <laughs> so, oh. And I think... And I think, you know, I mean, there was there was a lot about that movie that's disappointing. I think one of the major thing, not a major thing, but like, and I got nothing against Burt Reynolds. I love Burt Reynolds, but he, to me, I was like, that's not Boss Hogg. Like, Boss right. Hogg is the short little fat guy coming up with schemes, and he was like a, he was like a little maniac. It was almost like they should have gotten Danny DeVito. Like, Danny DeVito could have been Boss Hogg. <laughs> We do it, recast it, recast it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was, he was kind of like smooth. Like Burt Reynolds' portrayal of Boss Hogg was like smooth and cool, and you know, where Boss, I remember from the TV show, he was like ranting and raving, and he'd like, you know, he'd be choke Roscoe, and <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it was, and it, the what one of the uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I hate when my brain does that. The <laughs> the other cop in it. There was Roscoe and there was, there was the, one that, the one that liked Daisy. Yes, the one that liked Dan, uh, yeah. Daisy. It, it was just like she she kind of liked him, but you didn't really couldn't tell. And you just you were hoping I, that she would like, give in. And it was just. Well, uh, I think I think there were like two of them. Like the first couple of seasons, I think yeah. it might have been Enos and. And then, the, like, I don't know if, if the actor left or whatever, and then they got a different person in there, and the name was kind of similar. And I think it was, like, with one of them, 
she knew if she kind of flirted, she could do whatever she wanted. But then when they introduced the new one or maybe vice versa, I think she actually did fall in love with him, you know, like, uh, like he charmed her with his goofiness. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good show. And it's amazing. I didn't think of that one. That was, I mean, cause I, right when you said it, I was like, Oh yes, <laughs> of course I watched that. <laughs> so when I was in high school, a friend of a friend of ours had a, it was probably like a 74, it was probably like a 74 Plymouth, and it was yeah. huge. I mean, it almost kind of looked like the General Lee. Right. And I remember one time, just 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 because I just had the show on my mind, like we were like, it's like, oh, uh, you know, hey, we were going to like drive somewhere. So we're headed to his car, and I remember running and trying to do the hood slide like Bo did or <laughs> Luke did. And I think it's like I went, and I didn't even go like like five inches. I think it's like... <laughs> I skid it to like an immediate stop. And he's like, why are you sitting on my car? <laughs> I was like, how did Bo do it? <laughs> I, I grew, I learned to drive. Mm-hmm. My parents owned a 1971 Chevy Nova. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> and yeah. It was a beast and it was all metal and it, it looked like the General Lee. And that's what I learned to drive in. And I remember there's a straightaway from, from my, from my hometown to Gettysburg. There is a mm-hmm. straight day and it goes from 25 miles an hour to 45, 45 miles an hour. Leaving town, it's 25. And as soon as you leave town, it goes to 45. Well, there was a guy tailgating me mm-hmm. and I was 17 at the time, I think about 17. Okay. And I was leaving town and this guy comes riding my butt. He was tailgating and, and I could see he wanted to pass me. So we hit the we hit the town line, and sure enough, he backed off enough to be able to try to get around me. And as soon as he gunned it, I let him get up beside me. And I just looked over at him and smiled, and floored <laughs> it and blew him out of the water. <laughs> and the whole time, I'm like, "Please don't wreck!" And I'm in the General Lee. <laughs> <laughs> you almost wanted to hit the horn, na 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 na, whatever it was. It was nope. like <laughs> we had one. We had one in our town, a General Lee, and it was painted. It was the exact same car, and he had the nice. horn. He had the horn by every day past my parents' house and the kids would be standing at the school bus stop and he would blow the horn for us. And it was the exact same horn. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. God. Uh, That was a lot of fun. Yes. That was a lot of fun thinking about all that stuff. All all the, all the great stuff we watched uh, growing up. (laughs) And there was a lot. And how many we left off, like it just, it, it, it's countless ones that we left off that we, if we started thinking about it, we would just be like naming about a hundred shows and it just, it would never stop. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And then, like I said, when you mentioned Airwolf, I was like, oh my, of course, Airwolf, <laughs> like that obviously should have been on my list. It's like, but there were so many shows I had to go through. <laughs> you, when you said Dukes of Hazard, I, I thought of three others, right? It popped into my head that why didn't I think of like Battlestar Galactica? Mm-hmm. What? I mean that I love the original Battlestar Galactica. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, that. it was what didn't even cross my mind. I think because when I sat down to write down three of each, I just wrote whatever came to my mind and mm-hmm. whichever made it like a really cool impact on me. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much, I, I, it's pretty much how I did it the same way. And uh, ah, no, it was definitely a lot of fun. And I mean, con- considering how much TV we watched as kids, we could probably come back and do this again. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> Our our next our next batch of shows. <laughs> <laughs> next batch is uh, top three every time. Which <laughs> top three. The next the next three. <laughs> okay. Next three on my list are. 
<laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to thank Jason for uh, joining us here. Uh, it's always a blast when you come on. Um, anything new on you and stomach going on? Uh, I did a couple of just like campy videos, one with my son by himself eating some spinach because a kid four and a half years old won't eat a piece of lettuce <laughs> salad. But yet when we grow it in our garden or in a little flower box, he rips a piece off and wants to eat it. Go right ahead. I'll video you. And he did it. Cool. And just just a campy one I did of just me sticking my fist in my mouth and acting like I was making a <laughs> Just, you know, just <laughs> quarantine videos. Yes. <laughs> they're only like three minutes each. They're little shorts. But uh, they're, they're fun to do. But I haven't really done a serious one in a while. I think the next one I my wife wants me to do is uh, the, the top like three or four foods that I completely despise eating or hate. Mm-hmm. So that might be the, a real challenge for me because Ooh. there's some I really, and it, and it's common foods that people really like, like, peas. Okay. like peas. I think I, I'll probably gag. I'll probably throw up. I don't know. I'm not but, a fan of peas. No, I'm right, right. there with you. <laughs> I'm not a fan That's, of that. I mean, there's nothing huge on the channel, but yeah, I, I encourage you to check it out. It's a you and stomach on YouTube. Yeah, and that's E-W-E-N apostrophe S, stomach, uh, on YouTube. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Definitely check it out. And if you do, and uh, hit the subscribe button and let's get, let's get Jason some uh, followers there on it. I'm at 75 now. So I need a few more. To, if I hit 100, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. Let me hit 100, and I'll okay. eat 100 of something. I okay, there you go. 100 of something. <laughs> so get 25 more subscribers. That's all I need. Come on. All right. Man. Come on, people. <laughs> It, you know, he'll eat a hundred or something. Like who knows? It'll be a hundred. Trust. And trust me, it won't be like a hundred grains of rice. No, knowing no. Jason, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty spectacular. So definitely I mean, check that out. <laughs> I, I ate at 50 subscribers. I ate 50 Dunkin' Donut munchkins, which is still so. one of my favorite videos. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't watched that one, just 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 for the, I I forget uh, like what point of it where you're just like, this wasn't a good idea. <laughs> That's still one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, it's one of mine too. Even even with the sugar cr- uh, crash at the end of of, of oh, the day, God. probably slept for a day after that. <laughs> But well worth it for my 50 subscribers. <laughs> Absolutely. So there you go. 50 subscribers, he ate 50 munchkins. Just imagine what he'll do when he hits 100. So Ooh. like I said, if you haven't subscribed, definitely subscribe. Yeah. And Jason, thanks again for coming on. And thank you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. And this is Jay, and I'll talk to you guys later.